Carrie said, I'm going to be doing the call to go in relationships part of the semester. And before I start talking about that part first, I want to start off by exploring a little bit the nature of God. Um, because God is a very much relational God, and I want to kind of dive into that first. So kind of a picture and an image that, I, that has been carrying um, through with me recently has been the whole idea of, you know, God created um, the heavens and earth originally and first, um, but before that he was in unity and he was in community with, you know, himself, um, the Son, and the Spirit. In, in John 17, 24, Jesus is speaking and he says, um, so that they may see my glory, which you has you have been giving me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. So Jesus is saying, you know, that God loved him before the foundation of the world. So before we came into the picture, God already loved Jesus and loved the Holy Spirit, and they were a little community on their own before we came to life. But God didn't think that was enough, and he wanted to, you know, bond with us and love us, so he created people on this world. And first he created Adam. Um, I mean, Genesis, and you're familiar with that story. He created Adam, and he was in relationship with Adam. Um, and, you know, there was animals roaming around, and he came to Adam, and he's like, Adam, help me, like, name all these animals, and whatever you name them, um, that's what they should be called. So then they're, like, in this little relationship, and it's all jolly. And the first thing that God says that isn't good is saying that Adam, um, that man shouldn't, cannot be alone, and that is not good. So when Adam is asleep, you know, and he, he, he creates Eve, um, so then he's happy and he's content with the fact that he created this, this community with two people on this huge playground of awesomeness that he's created. So we have the community of God who created earth, and now he has two people on this earth that he created so that they can just roam around and enjoy the earth and everything else that he's given us, um, given them. So by nature, God was a relational God. He cared for us to live in relationships and to love each other through relationships so that with each other, um, his love would be perfected and we would just enjoy and live in his joy. But then, you know, stuff got cray and we were all <laughs> in sin and all that stuff happened. And um, even after all that happened, he, he sent his son so that um, he can restore us from everything that we deviated from. Um, Jesus came to save the world. John 316, um, 3.16 says, you know, for God to love the world, that he gave up his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That is the gospel, and that's what happened. And the reason for that was that God was longing for us to come back to him. God was longing for us to be united into this relationship with him that he initially created us for. So that was God's, um, you know, attempt for us to form that relationship that he wanted us to have. Um, and, you know, that is an option for us now. If we choose to go to spirit, we can have that um, eternal salvation. We can have that eternal joy that God has given to us. But I don't think it's possible to fully reach the joy that God has given us on our own. I think it's totally, we totally do, um, it's, it's codependence in a way, I guess, or interdependence to where we need to be in a relationship with other people to fully reach this joy that God has given us. And... <coughs> And like I was saying earlier, through our relationships, that is where God's love is perfected in us. So, like the first part of the semester was the um, call to go to God, and that, in a sense, it's receiving His relational spirit in us. And the second half is um, 
called to go, specifically this time in relationships, and the spirit within us that will be um, inherently just seeking relationships wherever we go. So we're, we're called to go to God, that spirit, the relational spirit of God will be in us, which will then, um, wherever we go, lead us to pursue and crave and seek relationships because that is the nature of God, which is now the spirit that lives in us. So the first thing that I want to talk about was, well, I'm kind of breaking it up in two, and it's kind of like two reasons um, how the spirit seeks the relationships in us, and the first one being um, the God that the spirit seeks the relationships and seeks to love us um, through us. So the spirit lives in us so that the spirit can love and the gospel could spread to everyone else. So um, how do I explain this? So everyone has a different personality, and I know I've had this conversation with multiple people, and some people feel that like they're too um, like introverted or too shy to like go out and like spread the gospel, you know, because it's kind of intimidating and it's a really big task. It's a really big thing to do, but you know, the spirit knows us and God knows our individual personalities. And dependent on depending on how we are individually. He will come and he will plant a spirit of relation in us that will be exactly what we need um, for our specific like, community, which is really cool. Um, but I want to kind of take that image and that perspective of um, whenever you have the spirit, it feeling like some kind of labor or some kind of work that you have to like go out of your way and it has to be some extra thing that you have to do because now you have the spirit and you have to go spread it and you have to do all these things, you know, to like cross off your list and you know, now you're acceptable to God because that's not how, you, how it works. When the spirit comes in you, wherever you go, and when you accept to have that spirit in you, I just picture like the spirit kind of like on your back and it's just like spreading the seeds to people. So like wherever you go, it's not necessarily that you are choosing to um, like make people believe in God, but the spirit that's living in you will choose to like lay seeds and spread those seeds wherever you go. Um, so it's not of your doing, it's not of your work, but the spirit will be working through you wherever you choose to go. Um, in, in Exodus 4.8, it's when God comes to Moses um, at the beginning and he's like bringing the message of, of, self, or of, of him and that he is God and he's telling Moses to go and Moses is super just in disbelief and he doesn't believe in himself and he's like, God, I can't do this. Like, send someone else. I'm not good enough for this. Send another servant. And God responds to Moses and he's like, um, Moses, go. He says... Um, he's like, now go, I will help you speak and we'll teach you what to say. I will help both of you, or I will teach you what to say. Um, so that's how God responds to Moses saying, I can't do something. He says, I don't care what you feel. Go and I will speak for you. It is not of your doing. It is of me that will be working in you. And um, something that I think is super cool is that whenever we choose to receive the spirit of God, we receive the same spirit that God, that Jesus received when he was in this world, which kind of is an awesome idea, you know, that we can choose to have the same spirit that drove Jesus through, like, his life and through everything that he did. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with how Jesus was with people and how he was able to, um, you know, bring people to him. He was the most humble person. He was the most gentle person. He gave his whole life for us to, to love, you know. So it didn't take him doing all these extraordinary things, it was like 
special in a very ordinary way. You know, and we are called to be that special in an ordinary way wherever we go because we have the spirit of God living in us. So it's not that we actively choose to do all and be a certain way, but the spirit in us will change us and work through us wherever we go in whatever relationships that may be, wherever that's like a romantic relationship or whether that's just a friendship or whether that's your coworkers, wherever you go, the spirit's kind of on your back, you know, just like, hanging with you and like spreading the seeds where it chooses to go, but it's not of our doing. It is the spirit working through us. Um, there's a few Bible verses that I want to share with y'all and they just kind of talk about um, what it looks like to be in spirit and the kind of personality that, that makes you have. Um, so Colossians 3.9 says, Therefore God's chosen people, holy and de dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bear with each other and forgive one another. Um, uh, forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. There's Romans 12, 5, 10. Um, all the members don't have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one, one another. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoic rejoicing in hope. Um, persevering in tribulation, devoted in prayer. Do not be overcome with evil, but be overcome with good. Um, so it's just kind of like this personality that will carry with you whenever you choose to accept the spirit into your life, which I think is a really cool thing to just remember wherever, whenever you are, wherever you are, because I used to have, I guess it was kind of like another weight, another burden on my back that I thought, okay, I'm Christian now, and I've accepted the spirit. Now I have to go and like, be super bold, which you do in a certain way, but it doesn't look like an intimidating way because it is in the most practical sense wherever you're going and it just kind of is intertwined with your daily life um, because the spirit lives with you and wherever you go, the spirit will go with you. So it's not even like you choosing that the spirit will be there with you wherever you go. So all these characteristics should be kind of like overflowing through you because the spirit is living in you. Um, some, something that I really like to think about whenever I'm like, out in the world is paying attention to the fact that, you know, like everyone who's out there, no matter how like nice or proudful you think they are, or how cool you think they are, they think they are, um, like everyone has their own story and everyone could be going through their own certain brokenness or everyone could be going through like something that is potentially just like breaking them down at that point, but they could just be having like a pretty face for that moment. Um, but, you know, pray that God gives you the spirit of understanding and that God gives you the spirit to just see everyone equally. And, like, in, in Hosanna, it talks about, like, break my heart for what breaks your, your, yours, God. And, you know, praying that um, wherever you go, that you will see that in people and that you will be able to have a gentle heart and a gentle spirit with whoever it is, no matter what you think of them, no matter how much they irritate you, no matter what you think they should or shouldn't be doing you're gentle with everyone because that spirit lives in you and the spirit is working through you and it's not of your own doing. So that's just something that I like to remember whenever I go out and just seeing everyone as, you know, children of God and the fact that I have to treat them as, you know, God treated me, which is patience and a lot of other stuff because, well, he loved us unconditionally. Um, oh, I skipped all that. Well, I didn't skip it, but I already talked about it. Um, <laughs> so one thing or the part that took me a while to, I guess, kind of understand was that it's not my job to save people. 
Um, I used to think like, oh, I have to do all these things because God called me to make disciples of all nations, so now I have to save people. And it was a huge burden on my back because I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that, you know? But it's not our job to save people. It's not at all. Um, so I'm gonna share three verses that kind of show how by you being you and carrying the spirit wherever you go, um, people will see that and be called to that spirit. Um, one of them is Carrie's kind of favorite. Um, Acts 2.42, it talks about just a community. So it says they were continually devoted, th- they continually devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship to, and to the breaking of the bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and, and many wonders and signs were taking place um, through the apostles and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Um, so these people weren't doing anything extraordinary. They weren't going out there and like preaching the gospel boldly on some stage. They were just... Um, devoting themselves to the teachings, you know, being in the word and getting to know of God and being in fellowship and relationships together. Um, and slowly, like, God just, other people w- were able to see this light in them, so more people just kept being added to the group because of the spirit that they carried as a group. Um, John seventeen eleven says, Father, keep me in your name, the name which you have been given to me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Um, and then verse 21 says, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. Sounds kind of complicated, and it is, but (laughs) basically he's saying, let them be in us as we are together, so that the world will believe that we are God, pretty much. Um, And the next one, Matthew 5, says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works, and that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. So again, the whole concept of like, through you being you, other people seeing um, the glory of God who is in heaven. The last one, um, in 1 Peter says, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that, in the, uh, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they, will, they may, because of your good deeds, um, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. So again, there's a concept of, you know, you carry the spirit of God wherever you go, and you don't have to do anything that's like super bold or super out of your comfort zone, but if you have the spirit in you, that will carry out, and people will see that, and they themselves will come to the spirit, and they will be receptive to the spirit, and the spirit will reach out to them and change them. It is not your job to save people. That's something that like kind of took me a while to like understand, but... Um, just remember, you know, that the spirit is in you and that the seed is the one planting, you know, the seeds as you go through, um, you know, your daily lives. And the second part of it was, um, like, the second reason why relationships are so important. But it really is a God wanting for you to personally feel loved. Um, you know, from the beginning, we, we were engineered to be in relationships with one another. It's really impossible to go through life thinking that we can do it alone. And the coolest part that I think is that, um, you know, God's love becomes more tangible, at least a little, bit, a little bit of it is through our relationships. So through like our families and through our friendships and through whatever other relationships we go through, um, that love that we receive from them, um, we're able to feel God's love a little more tangible, which I think has been great because I really, this in my life. Um, 
so John, John 12, 1 John 12 says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Um, he has given us his spirit. So, I mean, that's just kind of like what I was saying in the, in the beginning. Um, by us loving other people and by other people loving us, God's love is perfected in us through that relationship. It's not just a one-way street in one way or another. It's, it has to be a mutual relationship for God's love to be perfected. And that's the part that's like, well, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people, or I mean, I used to do this. I thought that it was totally okay for me to just like get to know Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus on my own and like explore his word and be deep in his word. But like the whole fellowship part, the whole relationship part didn't really matter. But that's a huge essential component of like us fully being immersed in the joy of the spirit and really understanding um, how God fully loves us. And the other cool part, going back to Exodus when Moses was called to go, um, whenever Moses says, like, I can't, and then God's like, go, I will give you the words, um, like, a few verses down, then the Lord says, you know, take Aaron with you, you know, like, I get it, you're intimidated by this, I will give you a companion so that he will go with you and he will speak with you, and then he says, I will help you both, um, both of you speak and I will teach you what to say. So there's God being like, I understand it's hard to do it by yourself. I get it. I'm going to give you a person. I'll be Aaron and go. You guys will together go and speak to the nations and I will give you both um, and tell you what to say. So, I mean, God understands and he knows because he's a relational God and from its core, he wants us to be in relationship. Um, the one other thing that I want to point out is that sometimes... I mean, not everyone has a great experience with relationships, and that happens because we live in a world that's full of people that are influenced by, you know, like sin and other things that are not of God. And sometimes, I just want to encourage you, like, if you ever are in a relationship, you know, like, whatever kind of relationship that may be, and it doesn't come off as something that's fruitful to you, you know, like, a relationship is a relationship, and people are people, like, just continue trusting that you will find those that are continually seeking to be in the relationships that are of God. So don't just like give up on relationships because you've had like a bad one, I guess I want to say. Um, but trust that God will put the people in your life that will um, have his spirit and will be seeking to have these kind of relationships that he intended us to have. Um, and I mean, this was, for me to talk about this was actually something that made made a lot of sense because I was a super independent person and I thought that letting people help me and like being in a relationship like that with people made me weak in a sense because I wanted to do everything by myself and like don't help me I can do it I don't need your help kind of thing that was me and I really had to humble myself in many ways to like realize that for other people to feel loved also I have to let them help me because you let people feel appreciated by letting them help you also like it's this cycle of just like letting people be in a relationship it is a two-sided um, two-way street so that's a huge thing that I had to learn in terms of like letting people come and love me and show me a piece of God's love through their care and through their love and through their just working and doing things for me um, the trusting was a huge one for me because I didn't really trust people and it was hard for me to trust people because I had been 
through like my past experiences, stuff had happened where it just made it really hard for me to trust people. But God trusts us and he puts things in our hands all the time. And even though we turn away from him, he's still there holding his hand out for us, ready to just like hold our hand whenever we choose to go to him. And he will continue to trust us and he will continue to bless us and he will continue to just wait there for us to go to him. So trust people just as God trusts us and just as God does all these things for us be that light for people and be and know that the same spirit that lived in Jesus is the same spirit that you carry when you accept the spirit. So now know that wherever you go, like you can do all these things for people too because you have that spirit of God in you. Um, so I think overall by this whole relationship thing, God and the spirit is seeking to restore that like original plan that he had for us to live on this world with people, to live in relationship that overall unifies us to praise his name, which, I don't know, I feel like I don't always remember this, but it's so basic and it's such a like simple thought that like all the spirit cares for and all, the God and not, all that God cares for is to restore his original plan um, for us to live in relationship and to you know, love and enjoy everything that he's given us, which is kind of awesome. Um, I don't know if you guys know what the word gospel means, but the, the word gospel means good news. And, you know, the good news being that God loved us so much that he literally sent his son to die for us, um, to die for his people. So the, the gospel to me, and it is, it's a story of love. It's a relationship. It's showing God's love for his people and the fact that he, like, gave everything that he had for us. So the gospel is a, is a story of love. So by living and loving, um, by living and loving in the spirit and loving, by living <laughs> and loving in spirit and being as God would want us to be, we are inherently just spreading the gospel of love. So like all you have to be is be yourself and live in the spirit and love through the spirit and you will be spreading this gospel of love. It doesn't take anything radical and like crazy and super ordinary, but you will be guided and you will be fearful and you will be made bold in this in the certain say, certain sense that you have to be bold to be able to spread you know the gospel of love and just the fact that you know like God does love us and he wants to restore this unity in his people so um I mean that's basically the end and just me like finishing with saying like live in spirit and remember that the spirit lives in you and wherever you go you are therefore spreading the gospel of love because the spirit is doing that work for you so that is that is that and i think jenna's going to come close or start worship yes so jenna's going to come and do worship now <laughs>